Welcome back to another episode of the Hello Seals Darcy podcast. I have Azul today on the podcast. So excited. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. Happy Tuesday. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Yay. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. Um, well, hello. My name is Azul Corajuria. I'm an integrative health coach, personal trainer, and yoga instructor. I'm based in LA, but my practice is fully virtual, which is very cool. I've met some really cool people along the way doing this. I I support my clients in making step-by-step changes so that they can live a healthy and balanced life in whatever capacity that means to them. I recognize the independent roles of mindset, nutrition, and movement. And we use all of those tools to basically find healthy and balanced to the individual. I don't think it's a one size fits all. I think everyone kind of has their different values and the things that they enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. I love that. I, I cannot wait to dive into this. So let's talk about the inspiration behind you starting your business. What was that like for you? Mm. So I, I think most, most people that you find in the health and wellness world, in my opinion, what I've found is that generally have come from health challenges themselves. I know that was definitely for me a big component of how I got into this industry. I started off actually as a health coach because I grew up overcoming my own challenges with my relationship with food and my body. I was always comparing myself to others. I was exercised really rigidly. I was eating in a certain way and everything was kind of out of a form of punishment and wanting to change my body and look a certain way because I didn't feel worthy of love or anything good, really, unless I sat in a certain body. And that overall, eventually ended up, you know, affecting things like my mental well being, my digestion, my confidence, the way I showed up in work and, and relationships, and it just really took a toll. And so I, I essentially kind of pushed myself to the brink of a, a disordered eating. And I did a lot of work on myself through education and therapy and just a bunch of research on my own because I knew this wasn't normal and I knew that I was worth more than and so after doing all those things I I basically was able to make this mental shift and completely change the way I looked at food completely change the way my relationship with exercise and then more importantly my body and I, the power that came, the empowerment that came from making that shift changed my life. And so that's what eventually got me into health coaching. That's what got me into personal training, wanting to work one-on-one people to help them. I love my industry, but I think it's very toxic in a lot of ways in the way we promote health. And I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit, but I'm hoping to change that. And, you know, it's one step at a time, one person at a time. So yeah, I started a nine to five and then went through my own journey, decided the corporate life wasn't for me and I wanted to do something different. And it was, it was a struggle getting to where I am now. That's for sure. But now I, you know, I run my own business. I help people every day and I'm the happiest I've, I've ever, ever been. You're literally living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) But the dream, there's always a struggle before the actual dream come, Mm -hmm. you know, to fruition. And um, I think that's a lot of things that is not talked about. You know, I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. But (laughs) no, please. I love um, the rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, 
you know, that's a lot of things that people don't talk about. You know, they are, I see like a lot of people online, online entrepreneurs and everything. They show so much of their now, but you mm-hmm. don't see a lot of their struggles in the beginning. They talk about their struggles in the mm-hmm. beginning, but you don't see the growth and the struggle along with it. You know, it's like they don't, you know, it's like they talk more about their now than their then. And so people are trying to live up and measure up to their then. I mean, their now versus, you know, this like they then never even existed, you know? So that's what caused a lot of people to quit and not even want to live that dream and you know just make sure to make that you know that the dream and the wonderful imagination that they had about (laughs) you know (laughs) starting their own business come to fruition you know yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent I talk about this with my clients all the time where you know everything on online is very romanticized right especially for entrepreneurs and you know it, it looks like you know you're living the life but for example, exactly like you said, you don't talk about the struggles along the way. And it's, I, I, I talk about this with, with my clients in, in personal training or just in health, you know, starting anything. It's not linear. Like we all think this progression is linear, but it's actually like it goes up and it goes down and then it goes back four feet and forward five and all these things, right? So that we have these expectations that it just, we always have to be doing better, 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 better. And so the minute we don't have a good day, all of a sudden we think, oh my gosh, like, I've ruined everything, I'm going backwards. But if you look at the progress you made, you'll see you're actually a lot further than you were before. I'm I'm currently reading a Shonda Rhimes year of yes, and she talks about this a little bit. And there's this other other great book called uh, The Gap and the Gain. And it talks about measuring progress, looking backwards at how far you've come as opposed to how much more you have left to go. And I think that's, that's really big kind of in anything that you're doing in life, you know, it's just like, always being grateful for how far you've come. You know, I love the quote, you survived 100% of your worst days, because it's totally true. Oh, I love that so much. And I've heard about that book, The Gap in the Game um, mm-hmm. online. I definitely need to pick that up. This sounds really interesting. It's a great book. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to grab that. So can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? Yes, I remember very distinctly because my, my, I started training, I was working at Equinox. It's a, you know, a, a big gym chain and it's a grind. You're there, you know, I would start at 5am in the morning and most nights not get home until 839. And it was a lot <laughs> and it makes you want to give up a lot of the times, but you know, it's, at Equinox, we have this certain number you hit before you're quote unquote a full-time trainer. And and I remember hitting that that number just barely and like literally wanting to cry <laughs> because you're like, oh my God, all this work that I put into this. And I finally, like I finally got there. So that was probably my first, you know, my first hello. And I think it, it sounds very cheesy, but I think every month kind of feels like a hello because in my industry you know it's it's not just about getting new clients but it's retaining clients and when you retain clients you can generally feel like okay people are staying because they like what I'm doing I'm doing something well and I try and always be very very grateful for every little thing that I do I try not to just celebrate the big moments but the really little ones as well because I think 
if you always are just looking for the big moment, it's kind of hard to continuously motivate yourself to keep going. But if you celebrate those small wins, it's, uh, it's like you continuously light that fire and it never goes out. So yeah, it sounds very cheesy now that I'm saying it, but like every month feels like a a yes. And just the fact that I can say I'm an entrepreneur and I work for myself is a big yes for me as well. So I don't know if that answered your question, but this is close to a, a yes moment as <laughs> as I've gotten. No, that sounds that's wonderful. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We definitely need to celebrate those small wins because oftentimes we're like, make these audacious goals and then Mm -hmm. we never even look at the progress that we had along the way and the steps it took and us overcoming those steps and we don't celebrate that like yeah that's a really that's a really big eye-opener for me and something I definitely will take away from you know this uh, conversation you know just if even if it's small you know go out to dinner or Buy yourself a, I love crumble cookie now. So buy yes. yourself a, you know, I really shouldn't say cookies on here, huh? Oh, no, please. We love, I had like four cookies before I came on this call. Um, we love cookies around here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with you on that. I love that so much. So let's talk about your weight not is not a good measure of your health. Mm, Can you talk mm-hmm. more about that? Yes. So this is a conversation I have in my line of field all the time, because, you know, unfortunately, I feel like the society that we live in right now and for a while has really kind of worshipped thinness. And as a result, kind of, we've come into this sort of, I hate to say it, like fat phobic realm, right? Like if you look a certain way, that means you're healthy. And if you look a certain way, that means you're unhealthy. And more and more research is showing that that's just not true. We live, you know, our world is full of different body types, full of different body shapes and sizes and colors and all of these different things. And diversity is not respected or talked about enough. We just think, okay, we have to be skinny because skinny is shown in all the movies and all the shows and all the protagonists and also skinny is all we end up surrounding ourselves in social media. So we have this worshiping of the thinness. And like I said before, research is just showing more and more that that's not true, that you can be healthy in a lot of different body sizes. And that's, you know, genetically, and there's a lot of factors that come into that. But a lot of times when people come to me, especially in personal training, the biggest thing I get is, hey, I want to lose weight. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I want to lose weight. I'm so, you know, they'll say things like, I'm so fat and all these things. And the first thing I say is like, okay, let's not focus on the weight. And that's like when people get really confused. I'm a personal trainer. What are you talking about? Like, why aren't we focused on my weight? I'm like, here's the thing. That doesn't tell us anything. Your weight really doesn't tell us anything. You could be in a really, really thin body and have an eating disorder. You could be depressed. You could have really high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all these things, right? So when I say I don't care about weight, it's because the weight on the scale doesn't really tell you much about the body. It doesn't tell you how much muscle you have. It doesn't tell you how much fat you have, your bone density, all these things. To me, more important than weight are your behaviors, right? So like, do you do you incorporate veggies into your day? Do you eat fruit? Do you take walks? Do you drink enough water? Do you get eight hours of sleep? Are you moving for 30 minutes a day? 
Do you have a good relationship with your family? Do you smoke? Do you drink alcohol? Right. Those are the behaviors that are going to define whether you are quote unquote healthy or not. Just stepping on a scale tells you none of that. Tells you absolutely zero. So that is one of the reasons why I say when people come to me and they're like, oh, but like I weigh so-and-so. Let's not talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Weight is not a behavior. A behavior is something you choose. Weight can be influenced by our behaviors, but it's not a choice. And you can do all of these things and land in one certain body. And the other person can do all the same things and land in a completely different body. But you're both have adopted healthy behaviors. All of your blood panels look good. All of those things look great, right? But you're just in two different bodies. And I don't think diversity is respected enough or talked about enough. And it's just something that we're scared about. And I think we need to have more of these conversations in terms of like, instead of shaming people, it's actually talking about lifestyle behaviors and, and recognizing that health looks different on everyone. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the shameful thing. <laughs> You really do need to go on Weight Watchers and talk. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I have worked with a lot of clients that have done Weight Watchers before, so I'm <laughs> very familiar with how <laughs> that whole, yeah, that whole thing works. Yeah, I've done Weight Watchers and I was, you know, I was successful at it for a short period of time, you know, lost weight, felt good. But the thing about it is... It didn't do anything. I still had that, I guess, the chunky girl mentality. So I still, (laughs) that wasn't gone. Like, you know, (laughs) that was like my whole, I would say mental health or mental well-being was not, you know, it it didn't coincide with the weight loss. So I lost the weight, but I still, I didn't work on my, you know, my mental health. So I kind of went back. And back, I went back to where I was before. And I think that's one of the things that people don't talk about is before we start telling people, you know, or putting them on diet plan, let's work on what's going on internally to get Mm -hmm. that out first. Mm -hmm. And then we can go ahead and move forward. So I like where you're going because it makes a whole lot of sense. You know, we would get on the scale and you know, we're like, oh, I gained such and such weight. Well, my feet were swollen, <laughs> you know, yeah. that could take into account, you know, what you ate the day before, if you moved the day before, for exactly. women, what time of the month it is. If you happen to have more carbs the night before, you're probably retaining more water. The time of the day makes a difference. You can fluctuate five pounds in one day. So the scale really tells us nothing and and we put all of our worth into it right like the scale will dictate how happy you are that day or how sad you are that day or whether or not like you can wear that top or whether or not you'll go out to eat with friends the the weight that we put onto the scale the responsibility we give the scale is it's it's really sad so that's you know most of my clients don't weigh themselves it's something i actually don't recommend that they focus on that's really good. That's really, really good because I, I protested the scale. My mom was like on there all the time just to monitor, but she, you know, her blood pressure and all that stuff. But she wants to make sure that, you know, she's gone down, you know, so she don't have to be on the blood pressure medicine. I totally get that. Um, mm-hmm. But she's always telling me, she's like, can you need to get on the scale to see where you're at? I said, no, I don't. 
Yeah, no, you don't. I, like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't care because it's depressing. Like I get on there yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm two pounds up from when I lost the three pounds the last time or something like that. I said, no, I'll go walk. I will see how my body look in my clothes, see how my face look. That will determine, you know, if I'm on the right path in my skin yeah. as well. If I'm not breaking out, okay, I'm drinking the, you know, drinking water, eating the right foods. If I break out, Candace, you're eating junk. You got to get off of it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The body will tell you everything that you need to know more than the scale will. Like you said, looking to your skin to figure out like, have I been eating really oily things? I've been, you know, your stomach will tell you if something upsets it or it doesn't, you know? Oh, maybe that's how I found out I was lactose intolerant. Enough times eating dairy (laughs) and feeling the way I felt. I was like, all right, I don't need anyone to tell me that this is not sitting well in my stomach. So I should probably limit or not have it anymore. The body will tell you everything. And yeah, it just makes me sad when, you know, some of my clients will be like, oh, I feel like I'm, I feel better in my clothing and I have more energy and wow, like I feel really strong, but I went on the scale yesterday and it told me I gained two pounds. So like, you know, nothing I'm doing is working. And I was like, sorry, rewind for a quick second when you told me all these like really great things that you were feeling before you hopped on the scale and let it dictate how you feel. It's just wild that we, that I think it's just so normalized for our society. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I, I agree 100%. And then it's like definitely changing the way, I don't know, it's, it's probably gonna be a little hard to change the way people think and the way that they do things, but it's like, how do we change the, you know, change the message for the next generation to come so they could do mm-hmm. better than what mm-hmm. we did, you know? So, yeah. 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 I, I can talk about this subject for hours, but same. Yeah. That is why I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Yeah. I think since we're on the topic of like, you know, healthy behaviors and weight kind of going along, what we were saying is like recognizing that like, the scale really doesn't tell you anything that you don't already know, right? Most of the times, you know, before stepping on the scale, like how you feel and the scale can either exaggerate that, or it'll you feel good, and it'll make you not feel good. So what's the point, really, I would go back to what we were talking about in terms of behaviors, and just asking yourself if you're taking care of yourself, do you feel good? How do you feel? Are you you know, like, what do your meals look like? Like, do you like most of us at this point know, like, kind of what a balanced meal looks like, right? Like, can I add a couple more veggies in here? Right? Can I have some more fruit? Can I go for a walk in the morning or after I get home from work? Can I drink water? What does my sleep look like? You know, picking one or two things and focusing on it for let's say two weeks and trying to make it a habit is going to take you a lot further than continuously going on the scale and stressing out about how much you weigh, right? It's just thinking about it in this term of like, my, I have this one body, I guess take care of this body. So it helps me live a really long, (laughs) a long and beautiful life, right? Our bodies are the vehicles in which we go through the world that you get to hug your grandchildren, that you get to hang out and go dancing with your friends, all these different things, right? So instead of putting so much stress on, how much you weigh, what are the things that you can actually control? What are those like healthy habits that you can start incorporating into your life? Because 
the scale will change or may not depending on just your body type, right? But you know, you're taking care of your health, right? You know that you're going for your walks, you know that you're getting enough sleep, you know that you're incorporating some like whole foods into your diet while still having your cookies in your cake. You don't need to restrict anything. You don't need to lose your life over this, right? Just kind of incorporating more stuff in. I like to say adding stuff in to make you feel really good so that you don't have to rely on a scale to dictate your day, essentially. Does that, I could be more precise. You you let me know, but does that work? <laughs> yes, of course. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, good. I was like, I don't know if that's too general or broad, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually really good because yeah, everything that you stated, I'm like, wow, I should definitely do that. So I'm learning. <laughs> and just so- focusing on one. Yes. I think like a lot of us, we try and do so many things at once, you know, like January 1st is coming up. Like, please don't start another diet on January 1st. <laughs> don't say you're going to go into the gym five times a week. We do too much at once. And that's why it's so hard to hold on to these things. This is why we like yo-yo diet. This is why we go to the gym for a month and then we don't go for six months, right? Do like small and sustainable things, right? Can I work out one time a week or two times a week? Can I, you know, instead of going on a diet, like, can I just add more veggies in? right? Like little things like that. That's the, I'll end on that because I, I'm, I'm blabbing on now. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> awesome. So where can everyone find you? I, so my website is azulporawellness.com. I'm sure you'll insert a link or somewhere on there. That's where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. I have a monthly newsletter. That's where I send out tips like this on a weekly and monthly basis. That's kind of like my biggest, you can look at my old blog post. There's like a lot of information there for people to dive into. And then I'm active on a daily basis on Instagram. And my Instagram is just my first and my last name is and and you'll see me there behind the scenes. I also give quick tips and, and helpful tricks and things like that. But those are probably the two biggest places, my blog, my newsletter, and my Instagram. So I guess that's three. Awesome. Yes, we will definitely link those up in the show notes. Well, I had a wonderful conversation. You definitely inspired me to just make small changes and, you know, just incorporate things little by little. So, and that's not only with, you know, your your health and your wellness, but also in your business as well. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you make those small changes and celebrate those changes and, you know, yes. celebrate those wins. So I definitely... Yeah, I definitely got something out of this uh, this episode today. So thank you so much. Of course. And yes, I, I agree with what you said. Take pride in what you do and everything that you do and every effort that you put in because it's going to make the grind a lot easier. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the thank show. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I love getting to know you. You're so sweet. And you just give off a good vibe, even though I can't see you. I can just, it's coming across the like good vibe and the good energy. So you're doing good things.